So these are some of my favorite Sundays, which is probably good because of the job I have. Uh, but Senior Baccalaureate as well as Confirmation Sunday. You know, it's the Sundays where we get all, all the, these incredible students together. We get to celebrate them, highlight them, uh, congratulate them on their last chapter, as well as wish, wishing them well on the next. And uh, hopefully we've been making a good first impression for, for them. Uh, I know for some of you, like, you might not know these seniors, and this is like literally the first time you've met them or seen them, and, and now you're celebrating them. So again, hopefully it's been a good first impression. Um, Speaking of first impressions, I learned a few weeks ago that uh, Kenzie Meadows had a bad first impression of me when I started this job. Yeah, I'm telling this story right now. Um, So in one of the first youth groups that I attended, it was probably the first or second, uh, Leah and I, yeah, I'm telling the story, uh, shared some fun facts about ourselves, right? We were starting the job and we're like, hey, here's some interesting tidbits about ourselves, and uh, I, I shared the fun fact that I had biked across the United States with some friends, uh, except I didn't say that. I said I biked across America with some friends, which apparently at the time, Kenzie thought to herself, who is this guy who doesn't understand there's more than one America in the world? <laughs> and she, she called me some things in her head that I won't share now, but regardless, I'm really thankful for that feedback a few years later. <laughs> She makes an excellent point, and I learned something. <laughs> See, we can learn from these guys. Um, think about other first impressions. Elise, the first time I met her, asked me if I thought she looked like someone who owned a horse. <laughs> yeah, you're making that face, but I remember this. I didn't know how to answer. Um, Connor Lund, one of the first time I, I was around him, was getting his hair permed. Do y'all remember that? That was like my second week. I was like, all right, I guess anything goes. <laughs> Um, I think the first time I met, met Addie Phillips was on a Zoom youth group, so full circle. She's watching online. Uh, they're watching online. Uh, but here's the thing. First impressions, they stick with people, right? Seniors next year, you're going to be making a lot of first impressions with roommates and classmates and professors. And I'm not saying that to be like, pressure's on. You better be cool so people like you. Uh, I bring that up because... You know, hopefully I speak for most folks here. I hope the first impression folks get of you are you being the truest versions of yourselves. The versions of yourselves that give you the most life, uh, the versions of yourselves uh, that you really want to be. I think most of us know this. It's so easy to just go along for the ride, right? And let others dictate who we are and how we act. And uh, I don't want society to have a greater impact on you than you have on society. I hope you make a positive difference. I hope you stay uh, in the driver's seat. So being in the driver's seat, yes, even at college with all of its newness, um, maybe most importantly, all the independence. Uh, seniors, I hope you stay in the driver's seat of, of your faith and spirituality. Um, there's going to be a lot of exciting things, a lot of things that will draw your attention, and, and I hope you don't lose sight that your beloved child of God you continue to discover what that means. Embrace that. Uh, you never forget that no matter what, um, you'll have a place here as home. And that each and every day you find moments to point yourselves towards love and justice and redemption, uh, just as Jesus did, both for yourselves and for others. I hope those can be pillars for you. But let's shift gears a little bit 
still kind of early. We're having a lot of heart-to-hearts, and maybe some of you are uncomfortable. Or maybe it's great. I don't know. We'll, we'll circle back to it. Um, but I do want to talk a little bit more about first impressions. Because at the end of the day, I think, I think our interactions with other people really inform our understanding of, our, uh, of religion, our experience of the divine. It's when we interact with people, right? Like maybe you meet people who um, uh, are really spiritual or profess to be a follower of Christ or say they're a Christian. And then what, we kind of just watch what they say and see what they do and see what they prioritize. And uh, depending on those answers, we buy in or not. It influences kind of how we live. So I think there's going to be an impact. There's going to be a potential for how you show up next year. And I'm not saying, seniors, there's this one-size-fits-all for next year. Like, I know all of you have had your own faith journeys. It's looked different. Maybe you're feeling great. Maybe you've stepped away for a while. But wherever you're at, it's okay. I hope you know, with everything I'm sharing this morning, it's, just, it's meant to encourage you not fit in a box. Stay on your own journey. So when we're talking about being faithful people in new environments, uh, I, I want to bring Paul into the mix. I'm talking about Paul from Acts, so don't wait for a guy named Paul to walk up. Um, what Jeff read earlier is this passage from Acts. Uh, and our guy Paul, he's in Athens, which isn't where he's from. Uh, it's pretty unfamiliar to him and his buddies. Uh, they're visiting. And just to give you a little context, Athens is basically a place where it's a cultural hub. It's where all the people are at. They spend most of their time debating about philosophy and religion. Uh, verse 21 even says, People go there to basically do nothing but tell and hear about new things, which to me kind of sounds like college. So <laughs> you're going to be learning things, hearing things, debating with people. It's going to be a cultural hub. So that's what you got next year. And uh, for Paul, you know, when he shows up, he sees a lot of people are different. They believe different things. Uh, they maybe come from different backgrounds, different religions. Again, maybe similar to college. Uh, and Paul is really motivated to share the good news. He's really motivated to teach people about Jesus Christ. Uh, and as we know, there's a lot of different approaches to do that, right? Paul could have went downtown Athens and handed out some tracts and pamphlets. He could have gotten out a megaphone on a street corner, which I know wasn't invented yet, but he could have rolled up some parchments. Uh, he could have asked people next to him in line in the fruit vendor what would happen to them if they died that day. Or I guess taking him on the circle of death, as Tony was talking about. Uh, he could have taken over Athens by force and forced people to convert to his religion. These are all approaches utilized at some point. I'll let you be the judge of how legitimate they are. But one of the things I really appreciate is how Paul shows up in this one specific instance. So it does say he did spend some time arguing in the synagogue and marketplaces, uh, which, again, you'll probably get in some arguments next year at college. Uh, but when they bring him to the uh, Areopagus, which is kind of like the town hall, the, gov the governing council, he's got a chance, an opportunity to make a, a lasting first impression. And I would say he, he approached it with a lot of care and a lot of respect. Uh, his in, basically, uh, he intros by talking about that altar that they have uh, that's made to the unknown God. Basically, it's them being, trying to be inclusive and them saying, we don't know everything. Here's an altar to an unknown God to cover our bases. And he's like, hey, I know you guys like to talk about new things. I'd like to talk about that unknown God. He compliments them. He says, you guys are clearly religious. Uh, you take that seriously, and I see that. He spends time finding common ground. He says, hey, y'all believe 
that God created everything, so do I. Y'all believe that God is greater than our human imaginations, so do I. And he even studies their culture, and he quotes some of their Greek poets, as we see in line 28, uh, when he says, in him we live and move and have our being, and we are his offspring. So those aren't his words, those are words that are familiar to the Athenians. So seniors, basically it's not about Paul. You know, it's not simply uh, him telling him his truth and pushing his agenda, but he's really intentional about meeting people where they're at. Yes, he's sharing his faith. Yes, he hopes uh, to connect with them. But ultimately we see, you know, it's not, super, it's not successful with everybody, right? Some people got really angry, scoffed at him, especially when he talked about the resurrection. But ultimately he's trying to be a bridge. It's not about conversion or the end result. It's about caring enough to have a good process. We're lifting up one another's humanity is the core essence. I don't think believing in an all-loving God uh, and wanting to lift up one another's humanity are mutually exclusive. In fact, I think they're really intimately connected. Seniors, you've probably heard this a lot. We're really polarized right now as a society. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it, you've experienced it, whether it's assumptions being made about people, misinformation, but usually when two sides engaged, uh, they're not really trying to lift each other up, are they? It's a, lot of, it's a lot of demeaning, shouting, maybe some zingers. Seniors, I hope part of your first impression as well next year is that people experience you differently than the culture we've created. And I know you're going to get into some arguments, and I know there's going to be some things you disagree about. Um, and I get that. Right, I get being passionate, I get having righteous anger. There's a lot of messed up things in our society. And maybe when you look at the gap between you and someone else, it seems really vast. But seniors, I don't think the path for transformation with people, with society, comes from zingers, comes from being right or being loud. Uh, I think transformation comes from being a bridge. I think it starts with you being grounded in who you are, having self-love and self-compassion, Being, having this foundation of belovedness where you're seeking justice and love for others and wanting all the things you have for other people. And then your bridge and your connection to other people has the hope that they develop their own ability to have self-love and self-compassion, that they belong, and that they can be a bridge to others as they seek love and justice. You see how that's going so I want you to be who you are. I want you to say what you need to say. I want you to fight the good fight, but I want you to hold up other people's humanity in the process, especially as you think about who they are in the eyes of God. Let's foster spaces and conversations and places where that can actually happen. All right, quick side note. I say this a lot when I talk because, and I'm gonna keep saying it because I think it's worth saying. Uh, friends, in the midst of everything I'm bringing up right now, please have good boundaries. I'm not up here saying uh, sacrifice yourself at all costs to help someone out, um, you know, even when relationships are toxic. <laughs> I think there's a difference between helping people develop and grow, even when it's hard, you know, it can be hard. And there's a difference between that and en enabling unhealthy people who are unwilling to change. So I also pray that you can recognize the difference. Side note, over. Seniors, how you decide to show up next year has the power to bring life and light and love to others and animate what might be an unknown God to them.
I know that everyone, you know, comes to religion and faith differently. And again, this conversation isn't about conversion. It's about being a bridge where when you advocate for love and justice, people might, you know, just maybe experience a God who's for them. A God who's always been there, who's always loved them. And we just haven't been very good at communicating or representing that. Friends, I think sometimes we forget how contextual the gospel is. It doesn't belong to one particular people group or culture or, or generation. It transcends all of that, all of time, and has the ability to impact each of us and the whole of ourselves exactly where we're at. And I, to me, that's, that's the timeless power of this faith we profess. So seniors, think about it. Think about the last 18 years. You know, your faith journey, the times you really wrestled, the times you really had questions, the times you really encountered God. What were those moments? What resonated with you the most? Was it finding love in dark moments? Was it feeling connection to others who might be imperfect but were committed to caring for you? Was it forgiveness or hope? Was it redemption? Was it feeling seen? Was it belonging, every part of you? Whatever it may be, I hope you can hold on to that. Because I think all those experiences we have collectively where we encounter God is why we do this. It's why we meet. It's why we call ourselves the church. It's so that we can participate in this faith journey together where each of us can experience the divine and have moments of epiphany and comfort and challenge. And hopefully we can offer that to other people as well. Seniors, in this next phase, you're going to experience a lot of things, good and bad. And this is how I'll end. This is, my, this is my prayer for you. Again, I pray that you lean into the best versions of yourselves that you can be, that you surround yourselves with loving friends and family, that you find moments to participate in God's story of redemption and restoration for all of creation. And in the process, help make known a God that some may not have known was there the whole time. You are a reflection of the divine. And you have the power, the opportunity to help people feel seen and cared for and empowered as well. And just like the people you will meet in this next chapter, you too are a beloved child of God. And may you never forget that. Amen.